Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. I like to say investing matters, and my show is to talk with everyday folks that are not only creating great success, but making an impact in society and improving the lives of others. That is my mission, and I want to share my stories and others with you. Welcome to Clean Money. Thank you for joining with us today for another great episode of Clean Money, where we talk about making a difference in the world through our investments of time and resources. My guest today is Sophie Howard, founder of Aspiring Entrepreneurs. She has started, scaled, and sold six and seven figure online businesses. Sophie started online with an Amazon business in 2013, which she sold for $1 million in 2015, just two years later. As well as launching over a thousand products, she has built educational programs, teaching thousands of students how to sell online. She is now focusing her efforts on buying other online businesses and teaching others how to build a portfolio of income generating assets. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sam. We've had a lovely chat just before recording this, so I think we're going to have loads to talk about. Really looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. So you're in New Zealand. And besides being probably the most beautiful country on the planet, um, it's really far away from America. Like, how long is that flight from wherever? Oh, California? Well, also, I don't even live anywhere near civilization in New Zealand. I'm at the bottom of the South Island. So we've got some uh, good wildlife and some good ski mountains. But um, yeah. I've got to drive over a mountain range to an airport, then fly to the North Island then it's a 12-hour flight to anywhere, then anywhere at all, and apart from Australia. Um, and then uh, from there, another good few hours to anywhere else. So um, I've got quite good at sleeping on planes. It's the only time where not having very long legs is an advantage in life, and I just conk yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> One Chardonnay, half a sleeping pill, see you on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wonderful. I've Yeah. That's great. I've taken some long flights. I think the longest flight I've been on was 17 hours. And um, yeah, there's. Yeah, going to Europe's a bit of a mission. I do that whopper flight across to usually Dubai or somewhere. That's about 16 or 17 hours. And then go north from there. That makes it a bit better. But yeah. I don't think it's a, um, a doctor approved system, my method. But I do yeah. wear those compression socks. We call them yeah. staying alive socks. But I've never traveled much with the children. They're eight and 10 now. And it just sounds hideous taking children from here to anywhere. But I'm doing it next year when my sister gets married. Oh, well, good luck uh, on that. And I will <laughs> foot stomp uh, those compression socks. I've learned that also now that I, I fly with compression socks on. I'm just getting old, you know, old man. Yeah, they're not cool, yeah. but they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. So I have to say, like, you've you've written books. Um, really good books that uh, I'm just going to highlight real quick here. Um, so you wrote, if I can find my tab here. Okay. Um, you've written a lot of books. So The Freedom Navigator, How Buying an Online Business is the Fast Lane for Financial Freedom. If anybody wants to go see the books, they're on your website, aspiringentrepreneurs.com, which is very well put together, by the way. Thank you. Um, and you got a book about that. You got creativity and imagination, deliberate rest, emotional intelligence for entrepreneurs. Yeah, been writing a few books. 
So yeah. sometimes I get ghostwriters helping. The Freedom Navigator one's the last one I did. And if it's a more technical subject like that one, which is how to buy online businesses, that's one that I write word for word myself. Um, and um, in another life, I teach people how to publish on Kindle. Um, but that's more of a ghostwriter game. And um, mm. yeah, the the buying an online business books a good read if you want to think about uh, stuff that Sam talk, talk, talks to you about a lot, which is ways of earning income and what to do to generate new income streams. So that's kind of a, a opposite of being an entrepreneur, really. It's um, just buying another entrepreneur's hard work and picking up the income stream, which is very nice. Having built a few businesses, buying is way easier. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, that's our next iteration in life. It's probably buying businesses. I think we're, uh, we've done quite a few ground up. Um, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Much better yeah. to to acquire and then implement all the the systems to generate leads and marketing and sales and all that stuff that really ramp those things up. Yeah. And it's um, good to have done some entrepreneurship first or been in business before, you know, in a corporate role of some sort. It's not a newbies game for the first thing you ever do, but you have a load of cash. I mean, it's, um, there's quite a lot to think about as you buy the business and then as you operate it you do need to put your entrepreneurial hat back on to think about ways to grow it and you need to have that kind of resourceful slightly scrappy way of making things work that mm. you get really well practiced at <laughs> being an entrepreneur so if there's a spectrum of entrepreneurs being 100% creative and doing all the work and figuring it all out themselves leading it and an investor being completely sort of calculating and passive and just buying an asset I think the buying online businesses is about halfway in the in the middle because you need to think like an investor to buy a quality asset but you mm. need to still be pretty entrepreneurial to keep the thing sort of spinning and growing and actually have a natural interest in growing a business because in anything if you're not moving ahead you're actually going backwards you can't just stand still right. there's nothing you can buy and do nothing to ever really although right. some yeah. people will tell you you can but I don't think you can no, they're lying yeah. or they, or they don't know. Um, yeah. but the college told them that, that, that works and it's yeah. true. Sorry. Yeah. Tell your professor who never bought anything before, who teaches entrepreneurship, who, you know, who's never been an entrepreneur, tell them they're wrong. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. But, um, there's not too many people doing this sort of strategy of buying online businesses, a handful of people out there buying existing businesses, you know, find a baby boomer who wants to retire mm. and pick up their quite nice trading business that fixes vacuum cleaners or something and take that on before they just close it down so there's people teaching physical businesses and laundromats and vending machines there's quite a few people teaching that sort of stuff yes um but there's a very kind of underutilized corner of business i reckon buying online businesses and there's some great returns like my payback period well, sort of the average payback period is about three years on the way they um, price them on the market. But you can usually negotiate that down because there's so few people doing this. And then as well as getting the price down, you can actually grow the income streams generally pretty quickly on the other side of buying them if you've got a few ideas to implement or or if you're a little bit strategic with what you're buying and you cross over, you know, I've already got an email list for this one who might like that new business and, you know, do a bit of sharing team members and things is often a few efficiencies a bit of growth and a bit of cost savings on your negotiation so if you can pay a business off in a year or two um with an existing team i don't think there's a better opportunity out there it's um very lucrative you've got to know what you're looking for 
and run it well once you've got it. Um, so it's not for everyone, but I think it's uh, been a pretty thrilling and successful ride so far. What I've been doing, I've been doing this for about three years now. And I've bought, I've probably done 30 deals. Some have been quite big. Some have been a bunch in the six figures. Um, most of them have probably been five figures. And I've bought a few tiny little age domain starter sites and things to play around with. So, but the big ones have been the best ones, which is now making me think I should have just not wasted my time on lots of little ones. But then I was learning what I was doing when I did those. But the last one I did was 325K US and it reviews online courses. It's really simple. That's fantastic. So it's the same for real estate anyways. The bigger apartment complexes, the bigger uh, commercial assets, they're more profitable. They're easier to, to own and operate um, because they can pay for really good staff. And the yeah. small ones, you're you're hustling yourself. Yeah. Uh, and so when we teach students and they say, well, I really want to buy a single family house or like that's the pretty much the worst investment you can make as a as a as a real estate investor it works but it's just super hard um yeah. to scale super hard to grow super hard to make a lot of money can you yes you can but i can buy 250 in one transaction and turn it all over to other managers and and just make sure they're doing the right thing or i can try and buy 250 single family homes that's 250 transactions that's yeah you're i mean that's years worth of work versus three months worth of work. So I, I default yeah. to a bigger transaction for sure. Yeah. So hard in real estate, getting the right advice and the right strategies. You know, there's so much out there. It's just a minefield when you're new to it, which is why it's great. You've got a show and you help people you know, understand the big picture and then bring on real estate guests, not me, because I'm not real estate. I wish <laughs> I had had some good real estate advice earlier. Though. I mean, I've got a little bit here in New Zealand. Um, I just like to kind of I was very tied up in the world of what Amazon's doing. I had FBA businesses for years. Yeah. And then I've had Kindle businesses for years. And they've both been really, really good. And I've never had issues with my accounts, but you know, they could. Yeah. Or the whole Amazon game, you know, just changes massively. Amazon closes down overseas sellers or something, you know, something could happen. Yeah. So I wanted to have something on the ground, but that didn't take up too much time. So I've got a few commercial buildings and a few residential but if I'd just done one transaction and never had to do anything else with it and you know the the law here is really strongly in favor of the tenant I'm not sure about where everyone's listening from it's obviously really variable but it's pretty um high compliance on my side and you know front page of the papers if you get it a bit wrong it's pretty yeah uh, sure pretty tough times to be a landlord yeah <laughs> we've actually just had a change of government and it's going to get a whole lot, lot better so that's good that that is good what what happens is, is they just destroy they destroy businesses and companies and as it becomes so tenant friendly you end up turning your apartment complexes or other buildings into slums because you can't afford to maintain them you can't keep them up and you may want to take care of it you may want to uh, keep it as nice and pretty as possible but you can't yeah you can barely afford to keep that thing alive um, yeah or, or you can't you sell it to some big conglomerate and they're okay with very little returns um yeah it's a tough one yeah I seem to specialize in 1970s old holiday homes by accident because the town I live in is a resort town yeah. and so all the new houses are all either gray or beige or grayish and yeah. have a tiny tiny 
section of land with them and they're a few million dollars i mean it's a really expensive town like millionaires playground stuff it's probably like aspen in fact yeah. it's pretty much the south south southern hemisphere aspen but i like the ones with bigger gardens and so i put the only houses with big gardens are the ones like i live in now which is a 70s block special yeah. <laughs> but they're really cool i mean you can do the map i've just double glazed and insulated and this is my yeah. own home but this is the ones i seem to own but they come with a decent amount of land and people love living here and love renting them but uh yeah i That's would not great. recommend ski bums as the number one tenants in the world <laughs> oh yeah find somebody else yeah so who who um so you're teaching right now you're teaching people how to buy these these companies who's your target audience who's the best you know easiest person not the easiest person who's the right person to um, try to buy an online company oh i do think about this a bit and because i've got quite a few students on the program and i see some people turn up rip through the training go and buy something and they choose something really good it's like oh need more people like you this is who we're after yeah and it's a relatively new program um uh, so early days but what I've seen the people that do well at this they are quite decisive you know they've had some practice making decisions they've either run their own business before or had a pretty senior role probably managing a team or been in a law firm or you know some professional services the guy who's just looking at a deal now that's 1.1 million which is a review site of all the activities to do in a city but it just ranks at the top of all those activities on google and they earn commission on all the experiences that you can get linked through to so his background's a film director um and then another lady actually hosts a podcast and she teaches entrepreneurs on her podcast you know ideas about business and she just loves business and online stuff and then um another guy's a mortgage broker and he's earned big chunks of commission in his life he's pretty busy with his day-to-day -day stuff so he hasn't got lots of time but he wants a new income stream he wants to diversify he wants a totally different asset class to property done property, been there, got that. And he wants to do something for himself that's a bit more entrepreneurial and kind of hands-on and a bit more creative. And off the top of my head, uh, I've got another guy who was a management consultant. So the pattern would be some previous experience and generated some reasonable income so that they can come in, do some training, buy a small site, learn the ropes, then go on and buy a bigger site. Um, quite confident negotiating although I can teach that and actually I'll jump in and help students who want help with things like negotiations. But um, you don't need to be massively techie, but there's a certain age cap and I, oh, I don't know if you're going to love this. And they, there's a certain age where they just don't want to have to watch every Google update and think about that too hard. And I don't really want to be watching every Google update either, but at least I can, I'm sort of in that cusp of not totally techie, but techie enough I could manage someone who's managing my wordpress plugins or something i don't even know what they are but yeah i can at least know that they need to be done yeah so not hands-on with tech but sort of okay with talking about tech a bit but not doing it yourself you don't need to write any words yourself on a blog site or anything it's all outsourced so um you need to be able to build a little team and have a remote little gang doing all the day-to-day -day. and then um the other thing it suits is for people who are tight on time so you might have resources and drive and ambition for a new income stream and interested in it but the chance of you successfully starting your own business with the free time that you have between all the other stuff you've got zero because you haven't got enough time and not only time per week but the elapsed time because it takes a good few years for any new business to really pick up and be profitable so it's just like a fast track to that end point of having the income stream without the years of hard work so 
Well, there you put your money down up front, you're buying something proven and you're buying that income stream the day you do the deal. So you pay your money out, income starts flowing to you. But what's nice is most sellers are quite open to a seller finance deal. So you're not putting it all out up front and the income streams is full noise straight away and it works out quite well. So the last deal I did was such a good deal. I actually paid the full amount in cash the day I saw it. I was like, I really want that site. It's perfect. It's just got my name on it. I didn't overpay, but I didn't want to lose it out, lose out to someone else. And then others, the one before that, the asking price had been 110k and I got it for 55. So that was fine too. That's <laughs> and he was open to a seller finance thing at 60. And then he said, how about we just do it all up front and said, well, what's the price then? 55? It's like, fine. <laughs> Half price will do me. So it's all a bit variable deal by deal, but um, they've been really interesting sites. I kind of try and buy something I've got some level of interest in. Otherwise, it's a bit hard to get to get around. I bought a site last year about playing the guitar, which I don't do. And um, just keeps dropping down the to-do list to work on it and think about things to do to grow it because I don't really know the audience. I don't know the product. So I don't think I'll do that again. I mean, it's fine as a site, but it doesn't really get me too excited. Whereas the other ones, I love working on what needs doing and don't do all the work myself, but it's quite good to have a kind of a game plan for everything you've bought and know where it's heading. And uh, just like a building, you know, some things need a bit of maintenance and some things you could add an extension onto. So quite like doing extensions where I can, especially if it's obvious to me what should be done or I've bought it underpriced because something obvious hasn't been done. You know, they haven't been collecting email addresses or their pricing's too low or they could turn it into a recurring membership rather than a one-off. So can't help myself, just meddle. <laughs> so so most, most of these are educational uh, sites where they're selling education? Not by design, but I do certainly think anything with a digital product is pretty much the, well, software is the best business model, but buying one of those is buying a bit of a handful of stuff. That's not totally yeah. passive. So I haven't bought any software businesses. I'm actually building one, but I do like um, anything with like a course on the back end or a little paid download of some sort or some like little mini course, something like that. Um, so digital assets are just pure profit, whereas if you're having to write a lot of words to get adverts or affiliate links seen by the readers, then that's a lot of words and a lot of gaming with Google to get the pages ranked. So most of my sites actually are those Google content type sites. It's just as well as a blog about how to play guitars and reviewing guitars, there'll be um, a course on how to play the guitars for sale as well. Yeah. Or buy your journal for tracking your guitar lessons here to two dollar download or something you know lots of like little mini add-ons really seem to make a difference but I do think um in times of AI coming down the track pretty blooming quickly I think yeah. it's probably a good time to think how people are going to be consuming information in the future and learning in the future do they need to buy an ebook on that or will they just go to an online hologram guitar teacher and learn that way <laughs> probably That's not not through my site, you know, I've got to think about everything. I mean, I only did that deal two years ago and I've got to start thinking really fast. What's the AI future of guitars or, um, I've got a site that reviews the one I bought last is called coursereviewers.com and it reviews classes on masterclass, but that's amazing celebrities. You know, it's Gordon Ramsay talking about cooking and, um, 
there's still going to be humans interacting with other humans, teaching skills like cooking or yeah. talking about something that's inspirational that only humans really get. You know, there'll be a, um, what's the last one on there that I reviewed? I've got them all on my little list next to me. So there was Serena Williams has just got a masterclass on there about how she, you know, her tennis game, not the technical forehand stroke, but like how she thinks about tennis, how she prepares for a competition. That stuff's not AI. That's watching great people be great and learn and get inspired by them. So yeah. anything where the sort of humans and conversation and um, personality, that's always got to um, be around for a bit longer. <laughs> but gosh, yeah. it's hard to see the future right now. It's very interesting it, times. It is super hard. And I know we were talking about that before we started uh, filming here. It's, you know, I think humans will always be a premium and I, you know, we have training courses that we, that we've recorded and share. Um, and we've even one of our staff went so far as to create the same training courses, but with an AI, um, uh, version of myself teaching the course. And, uh, it was, it's kind of weird, right? It's just kind of odd. And, and I suspect that eventually that'll become natural and if you watch youtube you've heard youtube videos that are clearly recorded by <clears throat> not a human yeah really annoying uh, they're but, really weird yeah yeah but, but still they have like millions of views and you're like ah so people are already using ai to do that and make a lot of money that way but i i think i hope that humans are always the um you know most most important thing yeah yeah so google's going to be looking for trust and there's no credibility with something that's just been whipped up i mean there's been court cases with you know completely made up precedents you know that didn't exist so that's already clunky and ugly at the moment it'll get really smooth and really good no doubt and factually mm -hmm. more correct but you can never um get trust or insight really it's just going to be a spray of facts packaged right. up um so anything live and interactive you know coaching decision making yeah getting inspired about things making changes all that really human stuff should be that's, fine that's where we're at that's really where we're doubling down is it's not you can learn all the how-tos on internet for free right it's yeah. uh okay now what what's the next step how do you take all the information um decipher it combine it and then go forward with a strategy that works versus following all these, you know, easy three-step processes that are really, they're not three steps, it's 27 steps, uh, but, you know, they just want you to buy their program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I look at lots of books for sale on Amazon that have been written by pure AI. I think a lot of ghostwriters are getting a bit of assistance from AI, which is just mm -hmm. fine, you know, gathering facts, but then writing it properly. But, you know, the book I just wrote about Freedom Navigator and buying online businesses, I mean, there's case studies there and insights on the deals I've done and how I negotiated the price down or why I like this business model, but don't touch that business model. That's not going to come out of AI ever, I don't think. Plus, yeah. it's my own personal experience, like a one-on-one -on -one experience being shared. Um, and also for the reader, they need to go, oh, I don't have quite that big a budget or... Um, Oh, I've actually got that skill set. Yep, that sounds like something I could do. And they're processing a completely different level to the facts of what the asking price was or how many page views per month that website has. It's completely irrelevant to the person thinking about buying a business. So 
I think there's another higher level that wraps around the facts and figures that we'll have to be very careful to maintain. Yeah, agreed. So what are you doing now to prepare for um, the future? I mean, if, if super intelligence is really three years away, right? Um, you know, Terminator's coming here in three years or whatever, I don't know, <laughs> you know uh, Skynet or whatever. So if, you know, the world has clearly changed um, and it's changing incredibly fast. Um, what are you doing now? I mean, are you still buying businesses? Are you still looking for businesses? You're just not sure what's going to happen? What are you doing? Yeah, I've got a few things on the go. So I'm embracing AI. I'm trying not to be frightened of it. So the SaaS business I'm building uses AI and it's a tool for authors. It's not actually a writing tool. It's more to do with book promotion. Um, but authors don't really like marketing very much. They want to just be writing books. And I'm not what I'd call an author author, but I know how to sell eBooks on Kindle and lots of that. So saw an opportunity. So I thought I'd build a SaaS business there, learn something new about building and selling a SaaS business. And um, we're going to do a quarter by quarter plan through 2024. And in quarter four, try and sell it for a couple of million dollars. I've got a plan for recruiting clients and recurring revenue and simple tool that's been built, paid for that so far. So that uses AI. Um, so trying to catch the upside of it. And in terms of being protected from the threat of it, I'm going to do, you know, normally we do um, a lot of teaching online. I'll do a live event next year. I'll do a few summits. I'll get, I just went to a great conference in Las Vegas, which is a bit of, as you said, a bit of a trip from here, but I'll make sure I go to a few things in person very deliberately, not sort of hide from interacting with humans and getting out there. Um, I want to travel, you know, I want to work quite hard when I'm working, but I've got three fantastic trips lined up for next year, just to sort of see the world and have a really real experience. And I'm taking the children to London, which is a very long way away from here for my yeah. sister's wedding. And then I'm going to go through Russia and Mongolia on a train with my partner and then going to Sydney for New Year. So I'm trying to just make the most of traveling and enjoying life. Um, because I think there'll be a lot of efficiencies and things like your cost of your team or generating content. But then if everyone's just generating the same content, it becomes very uninteresting very quickly and very irrelevant. So can't play a volume game. So just need to um, get as many passive income streams going and enjoy quality of life. I'm getting my daughter off to a very good private school. So she starts that. And I talked to the principal there, you know, how we're going to educate young ladies in this these times and, you know, all those debating skills and ethics Olympiads they do and playing sports and all that stuff. That's only humans. Yeah. So um, I've been interested in it, thinking about how to help my children. I mean, they could play games and do learn maths in a game form now, which is sort of different from sitting there with reciting your tables and the blackboards and the repeating the check tests but oh yeah whatever works you know gotta not be a luddite otherwise you'll be like one of those cranky old people complaining about the youth of today and not able to communicate with anyone like my next door neighbor who's 83 is on skype talking her to her grandchildren all around the world but most of her friends can't use skype she actually yeah. can't drive netflix i have to go and change channels for netflix for a bit <laughs> she can never remember her passwords and stuff but yeah. um you know she's kind of making an effort and it's paying off for her rather than hiding from it. Um, but yeah, you've got to be able to communicate with other generations. So you, you have be where to. they are. Can't hide. My, my six-year-old um, 
already learning math, knows most of his times tables. It's all games that he's been playing on his, his iPad. He speaks and asks questions to um, a chat tool that's embedded in Roblox or something like that. And he'll ask it, you know, like how many moons does Kepler 37 have or, or something like that. So he's, he's, he knows just about every single planet and the known uh, galaxies and he's just incredible. But the, as fast as he wants to learn, he can learn. And yeah. we've never been limited by the, well, you know, the instruction says that we need to figure out the 75 different ways to divide 10 by two. And we're yeah. going to do this all out in long form. We're going to spend six weeks on this. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, while you're just like wrecking your brain. Like it's five. Okay. I can do this in my head. Do we really need to do this? So, um, you know, that they can just learn so much faster. So I, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how, how this world goes, but he's, he's using AI right now to answer his questions. Yeah. Um, and then the people earning the most money in my town, which is a little resort ski town at the tradies. I mean, people installing heat pumps, thousands of dollars a day. Absolutely. Uh, look at who's got the biggest boats on the lake. It's the people that put in heat pumps and solar panels and, you know, yeah. fix broken plumbing, you know, the plumbers and the gas fitters and the drain layers. Yeah. That's not going to be done by a robot anytime oh, soon. You know, the cleverest never. mechatronics is going to be military stuff and car manufacturers and gadgets for your kitchen bench. Like that grunty earth moving, breaking in a horse, you know, all that stuff is us for a long time yet. Yeah, I agree. It'll just get more expensive for us all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've just done a round of renovations. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, our, our budget. Uh, it, you know, investors sometimes get frustrated. I'm like, look, our, our budget from a year ago and today is different. I mean, it's different. Uh, yeah. Three years ago, stuff that we were doing for 2,500 bucks is now 10 or $11,000. And we yeah. do a hundred of those or, or 200 of those. So it makes a massive impact to our budgets and our, um, the cost of doing business. It's just. Uh, yeah. Insurance all- that's quadrupled here. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance is gone. It's um, yeah. Well, yeah. I always love that. You should have known. Like, uh, should I? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not normal. This is not. You can't look at the past and see this. No, no, it's been a funny, funny few years. I feel like I'm kicking myself that I didn't do more when money was cheaper in the kind of that money printing phase of yeah. QE and you know easy money and desperate sellers as well. It was a bit of a sweet spot there. I didn't realize how good it was at the time. I put my money into the share market then. And I was busy teaching because with an online course about working from home, that just went off. So I was in peak earning. Um, houses were pretty cheap and money was free. <laughs> oh, silly me. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, didn't do anything silly, but could have been more aggressive. But, you know, again, hindsight, you know, better to have not done something and been a bit more cautious than got it really wrong. Yeah. Because we didn't know when our borders were going to open again and our economy was just uh, ruined. So. Um, new government now, fresh new start, and um, a bit more business friendly again, which is good. But um, it's been a tough, tough little year or two now. Sort of the refixing of finances this year has been rather eye watering. Yeah, this year, uh, this past year has been really incredibly tough on the commercial real estate market. Um, never in American history have they increased interest rates by five hundred percent in one year, um, uh, and it's brutal. just brutal and it you know yeah. wasn't in the cards so you have all these you know elite ivy school elite you know 
folks who are involved in commercial real estate and it caught them all by surprise because they're using data analysis to predict the future and you look at the past and it's not there um no. we were all prepared for a 200 percent increase but not a 500 percent increase and that's no no i've got on the whiteboard behind me i've got a pay down debt fast game plan going on there <laughs> yeah. so every penny has a plan <laughs> yeah, every penny has a plan i love that <laughs> should hashtag that maybe yeah <laughs> in a hashtag in my life <laughs> there you go that's so, the first one no i'm feeling very focused on that you know if i you know get a few chunks of those um uh, properties sorted i would not need to work again so with, i can see a runway two years of being retired um fully if i want to be i'm sure i wouldn't retire but mm. i'd like to have the option that those school fees are covered for both children that's a big one that's a big cash cash requirement yeah um and that's going up fast too oh, crikey when i looked at when we did the school tour it was 40k a year now it's 50 it's like, it hasn't even started oh. yet <laughs> It's two of them. Oh, so anyway, keep buying websites. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I am still buying websites yeah, and good. just trying to use my brain and not follow the masses, but think from first principles, what does the world need? What do people want? Um, what's a good business model is a really important one. So uh, um, being creative, like the most lucrative thing, that book by Naval Ravikant is basically the highest value um, thing to produce is code because it's basically free to replicate and solves problems and doesn't require people and you can update it but you fully own it as an asset and it's free to scale so I was thinking about that so that's why I've got one SaaS business on the go but you're paying for the developer up front you're testing the market it's pretty intense work we yeah. have a meeting on that project every two days rather than weekly we're trying to really crank it and then that goes live in a few weeks and hopefully there's a path to riches, but higher risk, high, but much higher reward. And then the stable of online portfolio businesses I've bought performing really well. I could live off that, but who knows what Google's going to do or yeah. YouTube's going to do or Facebook. I mean, none of them. So I've never bought anything that depends on paid Facebook ads. I never do anything where I have to publish loads of new articles to get ranked on something. I want really steady things like quite a lot of my business is a subscription base so I've got a book subscription business that's kind of drop shipped that I bought I've got a subscription business where everyone gets a monthly pack of design assets which is really high value to them and not that expensive and they get a bunch of keywords that have been researched so that's kind of easy for me to deliver and very lucrative and very low maintenance so anything that's a bit sticky like recurring revenue things and I've got a newsletter that authors love and I sell advertising spots in that every day so that makes really good income. Um, so I'm really happy with the things I've bought. They should keep running as long as there's a publishing industry, as long as there's a online education industry, as long as there's a whatever else. People like reading physical books. Um, people want to design journals, all those sorts of industries. If they're there, I'll be there with my sites. But you can't. You need a bunch of them, I think, over time to really know what's going on. And then real estate's great, but I wouldn't make any money living off real estate here at the moment, you know, you'd have to have millions and millions and millions tied up to have that tiny percentage that's left over as your yield. It's, you know, so skinny here at the moment. We've just lost the ability to deduct interest as a tax expense. So the new government's bringing that back, but I mean, they just threw that on us and halfway through COVID. <laughs> 
room. Yeah. So you can't live just on property. You just need a few different asset classes. And I think the online business ones are really good, um, better than a physical business, far lower overheads, far more reach for your customers, you know, infinite upside and very low running costs. And if it's already built and got the tech sorted, you just maintain it. And there's people online who can run a WordPress site with their eyes closed or do a new logo. You know, that stuff's easy yeah. now. Yeah. Um, sending out emails is easy. There's people there that write good English, AI assisted, whatever. But, you know, there's uh, going to be a bit of a hybrid model, no doubt. Um, but I think it's a really good asset class and like helping people look for those deals and buying quality ones. So for those people who are interested um, listening to you talk about acquiring businesses, um, how do they get a hold of you? Where do they find you? Um, the site you mentioned at the start, aspiringentrepreneurs.com, has everything there. There's a free book you can download, and um, that's got some case studies in and a little bit about how I got started doing these deals and what I look for, what my checklists are and things like that. And then I've got a course that's sort of half course, half coaching. So there's a pre-recorded training bit that you'd watch in your own space at your own time. And then we do a couple of different live weekly calls, one sort of tech deal, uh, sorry, deal reviews and any tech troubleshooting. And then one is either me or a guest speaker teaching something strategic about buying online businesses. So we've got lots of ongoing education and staying current and sharing real deals. And also anyone buying a site or any kind of online business, I'll do that or one of my team. Um, we'll do a one-on-one -on -one confidential deal review with you as well. So you've got some insight as to what we think of it before you go ahead and buy it. Um, and maybe, you know, spot red flags, but also look for the upside opportunities or that looks a bit off or um, seems too good to be true. Or this looks just like another site that's doing really, really well and try and have a combination of sort of the data and the insight to get you on the right track. Um, but we've got a really nice community. It seems to attract really smart people who want to try something that's a bit different um, using their brains, uh, putting some money there but not too much too soon. You know, it's just a slightly different track, but it's very, very interesting, very lucrative, great lifestyle stuff. You know, you can travel, have very low overheads and um, get a chance to be a bit entrepreneurial and creative if you want to be. And if you want to keep it pretty passive and low maintenance, there's ways of doing that too. So um, yeah, I think it's um, a really, really cool strategy and I'm really enjoying teaching it and seem to be attracting the right kind of people. You know, maybe they've got a bunch of real estate but want something different or always wanted an online business but haven't got time to start one so yeah to, absolutely. get straight to the end point wonderful I, the just a number of books you you have on there um it's pretty awesome and then you have you have your own podcast um that people can i haven't been doing to. too much podcasting of late actually i had to um do a bit of chopping and changing of how I survived my weeks. So yeah. <laughs> that's been on ice for a few months now at the um, podcast. I really like talking to different people, but then I have so many calls a week with the Freedom Navigator students on the buying a business stuff and hopping on calls with them on deals or hopping on calls with sellers for deals I'm doing. And just sort of because of the time zone, I ran out of mornings of the week where I'm free. So yeah, podcast was last in, first out. <laughs> but it's a great, um, great thing to have a podcast. I'll pick it back up one day. But I'm very happy to chat to other people on their podcasts, so that's working out well too. And then I can pick and choose the times. This is a six a.m. start here today. <laughs>
And your uh, LinkedIn is uh, Sophie Howard NZ for New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, if folks want to connect with you and and follow you and, and see what you're posting. Are you very active on LinkedIn? Um, I should be more. It's I quite like the platform, actually, um, but I haven't been super active on there. But everything's current, just I don't post lots of articles or anything, but all the contact details are there. And um, yeah, it's a good platform, LinkedIn. I should really use it more. Um, for my SaaS business, in the, the business plan there, there's a game plan of going out and finding lots of publishers through LinkedIn, just paying that premium what the sales manager thing's called and uh trying to find the right um subscriber base in there but yeah it's an awesome. underutilized platform i think by me as well <laughs> absolutely i know a lot of people who use it to, to great effect yeah uh, yeah people that work it really work it really work suits it. some industries more than others but i think the hr people love it my sister's in hr and she uses it a lot yeah um but on online people aren't really on there quite so much for some reason but the publishing people will be. Yeah, that's a good opportunity perhaps to help them grow their businesses just to get them out into the right uh, networks. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sophie, it's been fantastic to have you on this call. Um, who knows what the future is going to bring, but I'm sure you're going to be a part of it and you're going to own thank a you. big piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me on your show. It's been really fun chatting and we've covered all sorts of different topics, but um yeah, fascinating, just stopping and thinking, processing what all these changes in the world mean, you know, um, yeah. everyone who's owning businesses, building assets, building any sort of portfolio needs to be listening to shows like this and thinking about their own needs and future proofing as well as growth and interesting times. Interesting times for sure. And it, we need to grow, you grow or die. Like you said at the very beginning, you know, if you're not growing, you're you're going the opposite direction and we need to grow. We need to grow our impact, particularly for good people. We want to make a difference in the world. Um, you're helping people's visions, their brand new companies that they built. You're taking it onward and providing that value out and that value. People pay for that value. They want that value. I love what you said that you, um, you look for what the world needs. Um, and then those are businesses that you go and look for that, that you look for things that are going to make a difference. Right, yeah. or to ease people's yeah. lives or um, improve society or, or whatever. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I'm really, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, everyone, if you haven't already, check out aspiringentrepreneurs.com. Um, reach out to Sophie. You can download the free ebook there. You can see tons of other books that you can gain access to on Amazon and learn things that you can do and sign up for Sophie's program. Uh, so you can learn from the legend herself and uh, yeah, change your world. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. And uh, hope everyone listening to this enjoyed the discussion. I love doing it. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Sophie. Thank you for tuning in to Clean Money, where we talk about sustainable investing that improves society. We are passionate about creating great investment returns to investors who want to use their money to make a positive social impact in the world. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you are interested in making your investing matter, please connect with us at wildmountaincapital.com. Or you can find me, Samuel Sells, on LinkedIn, on Twitter at Sells underscore Samuel, on Instagram at Clean Money Sam, or on Facebook. And finally, make your investing matter.